1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get you want to get you to get I got to you
0: you Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Tuck Podcast. I am your host, Tuck. We are now presented by AGS Grading. AGS is the first grading company with an AI grading system. No more leaving it up to chance if the grader is in a bad mood that day. Fast turnaround time and the best prices in the US. There is no better place to have your Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! or sports cards graded. I'll be revealing the grading of my personal collection as well. So check them out now at agscard.com. That's right, motherfuckers! You heard that right. I'm now working with them. And it's very exciting. Uh, I didn't want to trust my collection to PSA or some grumpy fuck who doesn't want to give me what I deserve. I trust robots, as you should, like uh you know when the movies and stuff like that when then the robots take over the world like when will smith and then someone goes and bucks his wife but hi everyone welcome back to the show hope you're having a great week okay fit for a king has new music out and in reaper both songs are brilliant and perfect but i still want you to tell me how beautiful they are so I'm stoked on the reception. I really am, and appreciate you all listening. We launched a collab with Parabellum Jewelry this past week. We're doing limited sterling silver rings, and you can get them at fitforakingband.com. They're really sick, really well-made, awesome quality. And um, my wife, for those who didn't know, my wife is a jeweler, so I wouldn't want to do something like this unless it was like sourced well and really cool um, and good quality. So, again, check those out, fitforakingband.com. The Gloom in the Corner also has been releasing new music. Have you heard from heaven to hell yet? No, because you're a stupid bitch. Go listen to it right now. No, don't go listen to it right now. You're listening to this, but go watch the video on the Sharp Tone YouTube sometime. Would appreciate it. Uh, King, uh, also will be out on the road with I prevail pierce the veil. No big deal. Stan Atlantic and yours truly this fall. It's going to be absolutely bonkers. It's the biggest tour we've ever done. I can't wait. I'm going to play a tremendous amount of magic. If you don't have tickets yet, you're going to want to get on that. Rumor is the whole tour is sold out though. But, um, my buddy did get, um, some tickets the other day for like decent resale, which was, crazy but they were still like a 100 bucks fucking nuts the whole thing's so weird man um it was an intern over at the timber studios with my friend adam who we just finished the new off-road minivan record um i am so proud of how it came out um it was hard it's took taken like two and a half years to write but um really really put my whole ass into this thing and um i hope i hope you guys like it i really mean that with all sincerity and from the bottom of my heart because um, it is it feels special and i hope i hope you guys think so but enough of my emo bullshit this week on the fucking show we have my friend Sarah Holick. sarah is the photographer and merch master for Currents, silent planet and many more you guys like that? I'm like a dirt bike. Sarah is so incredible at capturing the purest aspects of a band through media. And I know that sounds like a weird thing, but it really is so important. Like she knows just when and where to be. Her timing is always on and it's something I've witnessed for myself. Um, I think you can say it's just great work ethic and, you know, but, but it's also the enthusiasm that she holds on the road. It's pretty unmatched. Like, she is one of the most positive, fun people to be around. And I think that's part of being able to get the best shots is because when you're so fun and positive and everyone wants to have you around, then you're just always around. And if you turn your camera on, you get a bunch of good shit. Um, it's that comfort that I think everyone feels around her as well. It's She's fucking fantastic. It's really awesome. And I'm, I'm really excited to have you guys listen to this episode. I think that there's a ton of knowledge for you. And um, if you're interested in working for a band, getting on the road as photo, video, or media, or, you know, doing merch or a collaboration of the both like she does, just listen to this shit. She has a ton of info for you, and I hope that you guys really enjoy it. So here we go, my chat with my buddy, Sarah Hollick. Sarah
2: Hollick! Wow, what an intro.
0: That pretty good, right?
2: That was perfect.
0: Thanks. Hi, how are you today?
2: Hi. I'm wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty gosh darn diddly good. Um, tomorrow we have a new Gloom in the Corner song coming out. Fit had a new song that came out last week.
2: I heard it. It's dope. I have a
0: cold brew. Thank you. It's Kirby being very emo, and I love it. He's such a sad boy. But I mean, as kid. you know, he's not really a sad boy.
2: No, um, He's wonderful.
0: Yeah, he oh, can not yeah, be a wonderful but yeah, that's true. You well no, if you're sad, you're not a wonderful person. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> you're a stupid fucking worthless little fuck. Uh, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's okay. I've I've been sad many times in my life. Um currently I I'm not I'm in a good mood. I was a little annoyed when I woke up this morning, but I don't really know why. But then I went and I lifted things, and now I feel good about myself again. Love that for you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, your room's mad straight edge. Is this because you, you, and your guy are straight edge? (laughs) Wait, are you straight edge?
2: Um, I just don't do any of that, but I I dabbled with stuff when I was younger and like.
0: Yeah. No, but you're not not nailed to the X.
2: No. Oh, okay. Because Matthew
0: is nailed to the X.
2: Yeah, I don't care for any of that anymore. New
0: boundaries fucks hard.
2: Oh, yeah, it does.
0: Yeah. Do you album? I want to. That would be really nice. Um, I'm going to have to ask Matthew for it. If, <laughs> maybe if I'm a good boy, he'll give it to me. I also <laughs> need to order vinyl before it's sold out because, hey, if you're a stupid piece of shit, you're listening to this and you haven't ordered uh, Boundaries vinyl yet, well, do it before it's sold out because two of the six colors are already sold out. And it's funny because the magenta green swirl one, I almost picked that for mine.
2: That one is sick. That one is the orange and black one. That one's really cool.
0: But this interview isn't about him. (laughs) So there will be another one that is in the future. Because I can predict the future because um, God gave me that ability when I joined a Christian metalcore band. Hell
2: yeah. And
0: um, yeah, there are many benefits that come to, you know, praising the Lord. (laughs) It's pretty cool. But Sarah... Hi, I have, I have many questions to ask you. We've actually, we've toured together quite a bit over the years. I was trying to nail down exactly when I met you because I don't
2: I know. Remember. It was so many tours of you and Currents being together and me just being at the local shows in like New York or Connecticut. And like, But I don't here. even remember
0: who did merch for them before you.
2: It was like Chris Klump, this guy Hunter, this guy Justin. It was so many people.
0: I I don't remember. It's because weird cuz I've toured with them arguably.
1: Remember.
0: Yeah, I've toured with them arguably more than any other band in like club tours. We're not talking like Warp Tour or anything. I'm talking just club tours.
2: Hmm.
0: Arguably more than any. I've toured the world more with that band than any other band probably.
2: Yeah, you've done a lot with them.
0: So much. And yeah, I just can't um I was trying to think back to who else had worked for them. And I was like, I can't actually, cause I, I was just talking to clump yesterday. Like, but even then, I don't, you say that I don't remember him doing merch for them. I just remember him like coming to do like video stuff sometimes. Hmm. Um, but maybe that's just me being shot in a pothead. Um, but hi. Okay. So, are they the, that's who you got your start with, right? It was just Currents and that's how you got your jump.
2: Yeah. So they were the first band that I actually went on a tour with in 2020, but I had started like my, I would guess you say my photo journey, like concert specifically like 2012, 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah. And just and, doing local shows, trying to like at the heirloom in Danbury, Connecticut. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that was place like, was sick.
2: I loved it. It was my little hub. Like that's where I would just start out doing like any show and trying to force myself to socialize and get my name out there.
0: Yeah. One Connecticut venue I haven't been to in a long time that I really liked was the space. And I went and uh, saw balance and composure there. And it was very sick. It was when they put out light. We made and all you fucking assholes didn't support it. And then they broke up and not you, Sarah the people listening who i'm they're listening to this show out of their own free will but i'm calling them an asshole i'm sorry guys you're not but i just really like balance composure and i liked that record and you guys didn't support it so it frustrates me but this is a metalcore show so it doesn't really matter what happened to balance <laughs> and composure so that's you it miss them, i do miss them mm-hmm. great band but good venue as well um Yeah, it's interesting. I think one of the things that I've noticed, or at least people have have talked to me about when putting out this podcast over the last now like two years, which is pretty cool, is people love to hear from not just the musicians, but people who have found themselves working in the music industry and doing um, alternative jobs. And you, um, like some people in my life, like Trevor and stuff like that, have found yourself as like this multi-tool that's able to come into a tour and add this element. And there's a lot that really goes into it where, you know, for instance, I was thinking today about when we were all just on the road together and we were in the back room like playing can jam of this one. Wow. I think it was Grand Rapids. Yeah, it
2: was in Michigan. And yeah.
0: you just like got these baller shots and videos. We were all having so much fun. It's just like, man, you always have such great timing and this keen ability to just, like, be in the right place at the right time to get the right thing. And um, a lot of people don't necessarily have that. But, you know, I want to take it back. We'll go back to, you know, when you said you first started shooting shows in 2012 and 2013. What made you want to – were you already going to concerts? Were you just a fan of music? Were you a fan of photography? What got you in the
2: position to want to do that? Oh, I was a big concert junkie. Even like early middle school days, my mom, first of all, shout out mom, she would bring me to all these shows. She would let me get out of school early and drive me all the way to like Poughkeepsie. She would go no to the city. Yeah, we would go to the chance. We would, wow. she would bring me everywhere. That was to my go to stuff these The chance.
0: Yeah, that's where I grew up selling tickets (laughs) for and stuff
2: like that. Oh my god, I love the venue. But yeah, my mom would bring me to shows even from a very, very early young age and I always had to be front row, I'll never forget. Thinking back now, it's like really cringy but it was cute, you know, back then but I started to see photographers walking around and like in the yep. photo pit and I'd be like, what are you doing? Cause I always, I always liked having, you know, a camera on me and like taking photos. Like I would take my camp, my parents Canon point and point shoot little guy and just walk around, take pictures of flowers and bugs and stuff. But then I started seeing people bringing cameras to shows and I was like, what's going on? And I'll never forget. It was a Mayday parade show at the Webster in Connecticut. And I asked someone, I can't remember her name, but I asked her, she was like, oh yeah, I work for a a local magazine. I'm just taking photos to promote like the show for the magazine. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it kind of started that like thought, like, could this be a job? Like, that would be pretty cool. And once I got more serious and got my own camera, like my first DSLR, Yeah, I would say end of 2012, early 2013, I started to, you know, go to the heirloom, go to shows where I could bring my camera in and not have to worry about, like, a press pass. And I was really shy at first. I wouldn't want to talk to anyone. I would go photograph this show and then leave. But then over the years, I realized, like, that's not going to get me anything. Like, I need to not be shy and talk to people after and be like, I just photographed you guys. Here's my email. Like,
0: I don't think the loft or the chance ever... Was strict about cameras. I feel like I always saw young people bringing them in during, you know, back in the day.
2: The Loft, no. I remember, wasn't the chance to do certain shows, they'd be like, no, but.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool, though. Um, what was your favorite band at this time?
2: At that time?
0: Or, like, what was the kind of stuff you were listening to? I loved, like, the Glamour Kills Mayday Parade era of Poughkeepsie. Oh, that era like, was- that shit was the greatest. <laughs> like, just Surrender, Mayday Parade, All Time Low, Dangerous mm-hmm. Summer, like the main all that music shit. Back the main, yeah. oh dude, they're still fucking huge.
2: Yeah, I kind of like and
0: they own that Sad Summer Fest, but yeah, I would have that singer's children. He is <laughs> amazingly handsome, and uh, and just the voice is so smooth.
2: They definitely yeah. matured as a band, going from that like. I don't remember the titles of their old songs, but they definitely have found their sound and it's way less poppy, which I prefer now.
0: But yeah. We're like, back to their old stuff, but Honestly, like I could see them touring with like a Laney and it wouldn't be weird to mm-hmm. me or like a 1975, but like, that could I, work. I love that band. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out would, to Glamour, Glamour Kills. Cause that shit was awesome.
2: The um, Glamour Kills Jack Vanic days.
0: Bro. They're so good um,
2: I would say my, my go to band back then was Paramore
0: hell yeah I saw them in the loft once
2: oh fuck you
0: yeah it was um them the rocket summer Daphne loves derby and one other band I always forget who the opener was but that tour was phenomenal Tours back so like
2: then were always so stacked. I remember there was a band Ann Arbor that was always touring. Yeah, they were on yeah, like yeah. every tour, them and like this Providence.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, both of those bands were pretty cool. Yeah, I think there was just more bands at that time now where um, you know, there aren't as many like avoids these days, you know, oh. who are like I one, I just saw I'm so mad at you guys. Another tour together? What yeah. the fuck? Like, not cool. I won't
2: be, I won't be on that. I'm going to be in Europe.
0: Oh. Yeah. Are you going to Never Say Die? Yes. Wow. I'm, Congratulations. Doing,
2: thank you. I'm doing photo uh, and merch for Currents and Invent Animate.
0: You know who was going to be on that tour? Mm hmm. Yeah. But. <laughs> You can go buy tickets to the I Prevail Pierce the Veil tour because actually, yeah, you can because they're not all sold out yet, but they're going to be because it's selling like hotcakes. So get tickets while you can, you stupid fuck. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited for that tour. I'm going to freak out and hurt myself. It's
2: going to be so
0: sick. It's going to be psychotically cool and I can't wait to play a lot of magic around the country. So if you're listening to this and you want to play magic with me, let me know. Email me, gettuckthepodcast at gmail.com. So back to you start actually going to shows. You have a DSLR. You're like, boom, this is really cool. I want to get into photography. Did you take any classes in like high school or uh, college or anything like that?
2: In uh, high school, yeah. I took uh, two film classes and one digital. And that was it. After that when I went oh, to see Oh You guys offered
0: multiple, that's cool.
2: Yeah. Um so I really wanted to learn how like a dark room works. I wanted to learn how to develop my own film, but I definitely felt more of a passion for, you know, digital because I knew that, you know, that's what you know, concert photography is all about. It needs to be, you know, immediate. Um but yeah. And then when I went to Westcon for like a year and a half, I was going to take classes, but I had friends who had already taken ones that I was talking about wanting to enroll in. And they were like, don't do it. Just go on YouTube. It's your best friend. Like go online and search things. And I was like, really? They were like, yeah, I'm on year five of an art degree. And I feel like I don't know anything. So just go online. You wow. your best friend. And so I'm pretty much self-taught. Well, with, I think, with the help of some friends, you know, along the way too, but no actual courses. Yeah, no.
0: I, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's I'm I'm talking to uh, John for the podcast tomorrow. You know, everyone's favorite, um, and you like John guys, Day, John. Yeah, John Day, John, um, <laughs> and it's one of those things that I think. Yeah, there is a lot that you can gain from going to university and like having that education. But also, I think that the best way to get experience most of the time in our world, at least, or like getting into, you know, concert stuff, which, you know, for most people and for everyone listening, you can start with something like our world, but then branch into things that are really crazy. Like I have a friend of mine who I'm uh, also going to get on the show and uh, Alfonso and he... Um, went from you know doing bands in our world to doing like a Treyu to doing Doja Cat at Coachella for Guitar Tech.
2: Oh, Alfonso, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I yeah. mean.
0: And like it's stuff like that where people think that it, you know there's the ceiling is pretty limitless, is my point. You know, it's pretty cool to see how people, once they get their hands in and get dirty and get to work, how quickly they're able to. Um, grow and work with you know other larger acts outside of metalcore not to say that everyone and their mom is going to go get to work for joja cat at coachella but it's a great example of inspiration for people to want to work harder Absolutely. one of the perks and one of the things that i often tell people when they're like hey i would like to do sound for a band or i would like to do photography for a band or all this kind of stuff tour manage what have you I usually I say, well, are there any good bands in your area?
2: I've heard you say that. Yeah. And
0: one of the things that kind of worked for you is currents. Mm -hmm. And so how long between like, you know, taking school courses, whether it be high school or university shooting concerts, did it be like that you started to uh, maybe like befriend people in the local scene and like more regularly shoot like particular acts, like say currents.
2: I would say when I graduated high school cause I okay. had more freedom to just go to a show. Um, cause I took the first semester out of high school off to figure out like if I wanted to go to college or not. Yeah. Um, I ended up going for a year and a half, but that first semester three was so good for me. Cause I didn't fully know if I wanted to go and major in photography or not. I wanted to get a job for the summer and, you know, save up some money and, give myself more free time to go to shows and kind of feel that out. And yeah. that's when I got introduced to Brian, like fresh out of high school um, through my friend, Alyssa. And we would just all go to these shows together. And that was when I kind of started to dip my toes and we would go to like heirloom shows, like once, twice a week, even go up to the Webster, the chance was
0: Justin booking yet.
2: Uh, I think he was. Yeah. I think
0: that's when you're around when he started yeah into. maybe a little took bit took over before. for the
2: heirloom yeah and then it kind of leaked into the webster eventually because there was a
0: band i think that brian and justin did together
2: tale of my defeat i believe tale was of my defeat. Yeah.
0: yes wow all right yeah. sick yeah <laughs> I, I was trying to think about that so that makes sense yeah, yeah um, we, would,
2: we would go to diners we would go walk around to like 4 a.m and just we all became very close very fast they're my dearest friends i love them
0: the old school days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one diner, the Ever Ready Diner. Near yeah, the right
2: southeast.
0: Yep. Oh, man. Yep. I loved going to that spot. That the, so disco, the
2: disco fries?
0: You know it. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, that's where I would always take my friends if they, um, you know, were coming to stay at my parents' house or something like that after a show or, you know, it was always the meetup spot. It was great, um, which I feel like some of that atmosphere of. Shows is starting to come back, and I think, you know, now that, one, shows are happening again in general, but, two, there's, like, this really awesome resurgence with underground music between, like, hardcore and, you know, some of these, like, grungier acts like... Soul blind and shit, and yeah, it's really sick. I feel sick. like it's
2: definitely getting way more saturated now. Like it kind of dipped out for a little bit, but now all these bands are coming back up. It's awesome.
0: It's all because of Machine Gun Kelly. Everyone's like, <laughs> I want to play guitar now because I saw Machine Gun Kelly. Did you see that he's with Megan Fox? He gets to fuck her, and if he gets to fuck her, then I want to be in a band. That's that's it. That's the conclusion. Yeah, yeah. It all started because of him. Honestly. Yeah, he's like the Ryan Gosling of pop punk.
2: Oh, I'm just kidding,
0: guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I went too far. I went too far. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's a joke. This is a comedically educational metalcore podcast. Challenge you. Yeah, it is. It's to make you feel slightly uncomfortable the whole time. (laughs) It's like being at the top of the roller coaster, but you never really come down.
2: Oh, man. Um,
0: that's how I feel all the time. Those are my time.
2: nightmares. That are being yeah. lost at sea.
0: Oh, no. That would be rough. Do you actually have nightmares about these things?
2: I literally had a bad dream about being lost at sea last night. Wow. Yeah. I also that's just watched gross. The Perfect Storm last night, so that didn't help.
0: Oh, yeah. That definitely didn't help at all. <laughs> no. I, uh, I was watching that Netflix doc that's uh, I Killed My Dad. And uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. neat. This kid killed his dad um but it's interesting but yeah he oh. shot him but you should oh. watch it i'm not gonna like spoil it because it's actually pretty good but that's if you like murder doc shit oh, you know i love them they're great yeah it's fun um, i
2: love uh, morning cup of murder when i'm getting ready in the morning it's i great. don't know
0: morning cup of murder it's just a like
2: little um, it's on netflix or netflix you're talking about netflix it's on a uh, spotify
0: I I don't know if it's on
2: anything else, but it's just quick. Sometimes they're like seven minutes long. Sometimes they're twenty cup
0: of murder. Yeah. Um, okay. Ah, there we go.
2: She's very quick and to the point, um, doesn't add a bunch of fluff and annoying comments, but still makes it interesting for you the way she, you know, presents the stories.
0: Yeah. See, I only like the ones where people do their makeup while telling me murder. I think that's pretty cool. I like to watch I it. I see some
2: of those on TikTok sometimes.
0: You know, I think to myself, if dudes had makeup like that, would we look better or worse? Like, sometimes you see someone with, like, really sick, like, horrorcore, like, goth makeup, and it's like, bro, you're beautiful. I mean...
2: I feel like guy liners coming back. I'm seeing a lot of that online.
0: <laughs> this is sick. If I still had hair, I would do it. And if my eyes were open, but they're shut half the time because I'm a fucking pothead. Um,
2: <laughs> you do the weed.
0: I do the pot, the weed. Um, but I also do magic. And um, do you want to roll this die? Here you go. It's, oh, wow. It's a my 19. Guess. Fuck. Um, that's pretty good. That good. Yeah. I mean, it's only a D 20. So that's like just about as good as you can get. Um, <laughs> okay. So you become friends with Brian, not my, he is my Brian, but he's not my Brian. My Brian is Brian, Greenberg, Brian but, Greenberg. Talking about Brian from currents. So you become friends with Brian. He's in, you know, local bands and whatnot. Did you start by primarily like regularly shooting his bands and like stuff that they would open and stuff?
2: no actually so the first time I ever photographed Brian was he was doing a cover or not a cover he was doing a feature for I cannot remember the band's name right now but it was at the heirloom and he was asked to do like a quick feature on a song and that was the first time I had ever seen him like scream and I had known him wow. for like a year at that point so I was like whoa you can do that <laughs> like that's cool um but yeah I was photographing Currents when it was like Patrizio still as the vocalist um oh, okay. this guy Carl was still in the band um, and fucking over- D's
0: weird ass <laughs> D's was there D uh. <laughs> D's
2: the wizard I don't know
0: if he even listens to this I don't know if he would anymore he he denounced metalcore I fucking- did see
2: him at that metalcore show though that we played at the um yeah he came Palladium yeah um, I know I made yeah.
0: him I, I was mad at him about that I made oh, him feel right bad. About the
2: I'm not yeah. gonna call
0: I'm not gonna call you out <laughs> yeah. on here D I love you <laughs> I missed you here good boy that was my son until he left me um, <laughs> but you know what I still love Currents with or without D um,
2: they're all great yeah, yeah. I, I slowly <laughs> <laughs> over the years of um, photographing them and like the slow member changes up until they, who they are now I yeah. saw that whole journey, um, and it was cool to see because they're the most currents they have ever been in this moment right now. Does that oh, make sense? fuck yeah,
0: yeah! I mean, there's definitely the most long hair there's ever been, and like that's really important. <laughs> like, you know, that's what makes a band better. People don't really realize that, but I remember back like when I was talking to Brian when we first started touring, I was like, bro you got to grow your hair out, do that. Like we, the King shit, man, you're like fucking slam ass everywhere, bro. That'd be so cool. And I'm not like, he has a partner. I'm not saying like, f- actually, you know, go out and catch booty, you know, but I'm just saying, bro, you're going to look good. You look real fly with that long hair. And then boom, he's got that long hair. I'm like, damn.
2: Yeah. It's are so
0: handsome.
2: When I met him, he, he has- had his ROTC cut still.
0: I also, I, one more gloating thing about him. Yeah, he did. He had that chop chop back in the Mm -hmm. day, but, um, he's always looked good though. But I, uh, I, I was saying the other day, I was thinking about, um, this one time, a vocalist of another band who is pretty legendary had given Kirby a really nice compliment where he was like, you are one of the most consistent vocalists I've ever seen. The other vocalist that that person named at the time was Brent, uh, Brendan Murphy of Counterparts. And I was thinking to myself, um, you know, I'd been kind of doing this thing on Twitter with like underrated bands or underrated this, underrated drummer, underrated whatever. And I was just thinking about Brian in terms of not necessarily being like underrated because I hate the way that sometimes people take that term. But like he is one of the most consistent vocalists I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. Like, boy, he doesn't have an off day. Like you've no, been there more than I have, so like you would really know. But um, yeah, I feel like even when he is quote unquote like sore or something, he has a show where I'm just like, bro, you're you're perfect, like always.
2: Yeah, it's he catches it
0: so good. Um, but that's interesting. Okay, so he does the feature. You shoot him for the first time, but um, at, what made you want to finally like get on the road, or how did that come together?
2: Um, I think seeing other people doing it made me think like that lifestyle seems kind of cool to me. It was still so like such a far away possibility in my brain, but I was like, that kind of seems cool. Like I remember even wanting to do warp tour, but after touring now, I don't know if I would ever survive a warp tour. (laughs) Yeah, you would. You (laughs) would have
0: done great. You're a trooper. um, You would have done just fine
2: but I think it was always just such a cool concept to me, like be on the road, traveling, listening to awesome music and making art every day. I was like, that seems so sick. Like I never actually did it, but knowing that other people can do it, I was like, I think I, I think I want to try that. So it started pretty early. Like after I think a year of like photographing local shows, I was like, I really want to do a tour. Like just get a taste of it, see what it's like. And it took a long time of, you know, meeting people, pr- proving that I can do it, that I want to do it. I think staying consistent in wanting to do it proved that, you know.
0: Yeah. And it takes a while for a band to mm-hmm. bring out that first person as well, to say when you are like a current, um, you know, when a band is first starting to tour. You know, everybody's kind of eating it. You know, there's not a lot of money to go around. You know, you question whether you'll even, like, finish the tour and everyone will make some, let alone mm-hmm. be able to pay, like, a media person or a merch person. And that's where it's really cool how you ha- have this keen ability to be like, no, like, I'm going to – I'll tackle the whole spectrum here, make it easy for you. You don't even have to think about it. I mean, you jump in on drive sometimes, which is crazy. Yeah, and, I'm the um, <laughs> You know, that's pretty wild to me where I think that it's good for other people to hear that they have to be diverse in multiple areas rather than fixating on like, well, I would like to be a photographer or, you know, a media person or whatever you want to call it, content creator for a band. How do I get there? Sometimes you gotta do other shit.
2: Yeah, you gotta do other stuff.
0: You know, it's the same way with like Trevor where, you know, he for a while he had to do both and then Mm -hmm. or first it was just merch and then he was like, Hey, I wanna try doing, you know, photo video and like cool, we'll give you a shot for that. And then eventually he's able to, you know, rotate to just doing photo video. And um, having that ability to be able to, you know, be trustworthy, be hardworking, be able to handle the numbers and like make sure that, you know, orders are keeping up and stuff like that. Because inevitably, if the merch runs out and there's not enough stuff for us to keep up with our sales, it kind of comes back to you. And if there aren't enough sales to go around, then, you know, that's costing a band money. And, and also, you know, if you're the one you the selling liability.
2: it too, yeah. And also, if you're the one selling it too, it affects you because not for nothing. A lot of the time, you work off tips. So if you're not, the less merch you have, the less tips you're going to make because you're not going to make as many sales. So it affects everybody in the whole party.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. wild thing. Um, so. so basically,
2: you have to be a two for one at least. At least, you know, to start
0: out. And then I think that, you know, there become times when exceptions where people are just like, cool, like, we don't got a lot going on. You do this, you do that. Let's separate the two and, like, make it easy on everybody, which I do think uh, can be very advantageous and helpful. But, like, say you're going to Australia with the gang, Mm -hmm. which, congratulations. How fucking cool. You know, if you're listening to this and you're from Australia, buy tickets to the Silent Planet Currents Above Below tour. Um, it's going to be sick. We just went recently and it was wild, tiring, but wild.
2: Yeah, uh, the flight's going to c- crush me because then we're going straight from Australia to Europe.
0: You want to hear some to shit? What? I ate a bunch of pot. <laughs> took a sleeping pill, (laughs) slept for nine of the 12 hours.
2: Oh, wow. That's lucky. Yep.
0: Amazing. amazing. The
2: ride back,
0: not even close.
2: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: But the ride there was great. I slept for a ton of it. I literally missed two meals. It was awesome. (laughs) I was out like a a light. Like a light. Like a light.
2: light. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need to find some sort of entertainment to not absolutely insane on that.
0: <laughs> you got a Switch?
2: I do have a Switch, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd bring some games, play some Pokemon or something, go adventure, try to catch Shinies. Okay. Smart. Um, but, yeah, that's a good move. But um, that's going to be such a great trip. You guys yeah, are going that to
2: have one trip. I'm doing uh, media for Silent Planet and Currents, and I'm also doing merch for Currents.
0: Cool. Wow, that's a lot. Hmm. you're gonna be busy bee Mm -hmm. That's wild. um well congratulations that's awesome and you really gets to the point of what we're kind of talking about here where it is cool to see people be able to expand and like it does grow and you get to go to cool places and you get to go to europe and do things like never say die tour with boundaries and then you get to go to australia and do silent planet and currents and like a large part of that too is Like we said, you know, you have to be hardworking and trustworthy, but being cool, man, like you got to be enjoyable to be around and then you actually get offers. And I think that that's one thing for people to think about if they are starting to find themselves in situations where they are around people that they would like to tour with often, but don't seem to be able to make that next step. Think about maybe how you're approaching things. Mm -hmm. Turn it down about two notches. Take a step back. Offer services and see if there's a way for you to be able to make it, you know, uh, at least get a trial run out of it. And so when you first started touring with um, Currents, was it like a a weekly pay job or had you just like kind of offered your services or how did you find yourself, um, you know, going and doing that?
2: So um, they offered me weekly pay and then I would get all of the credit card and cash tips. So I'm the one that was actively like selling and everything.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, what was your first tour with the band?
2: My first ever tour was the trilogy tour in 2020 with oh us. the but
0: one was, that had like um invent and yeah, crystal was, lake and shit
2: it was silent planet currents Invent animate and then gray haven
0: gray haven yeah yeah, yeah. Um,
2: it was sick it was the most perfect first tour for me to ever do
0: it yeah, was around people wild.
2: that i knew i felt comfortable with i finally met imani for the first time in person and having her yep. was she was like the angel on my shoulder like she helped me to feel comfortable on the road since it was my first ever tour and she was giving me advice and making me feel so comfortable. We immediately bonded over so much and just having another, you know, lady on the tour was just comforting for me too, since it was all a whole new experience and I didn't feel lonely.
0: Yeah. She's one of the best man. I, um, she did the new, Offered minivan cover and is going to, like, come to New York at some point to, like, shoot the boys and stuff like that. I'm very excited to Sick. get to spend some time with her in the future. She is goaded. That girl makes crazy, crazy material. It's, mm-hmm. like, yeah. My, some of my best. favorite shit. Yeah, for yeah. real. And it is that, like, comfort that she brings to the room and the people that she's around that makes you, like, also be able to do your best, I think, sometimes.
2: Yeah, she makes me want to keep working hard.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, for real. And, like, she's just always able to get those really great shots out of people, I think, because of the atmosphere she brings with her. You know, and I think that's a large part of doing media or shooting someone or, like, when you bring someone with you out on the road or to adventure this world with you you want someone that like you can strike a silly pose with and you can be yourself and you can be living your everyday moments, but not acknowledge that there's a camera there because that's the only way that you're going to get the really good shit. And that kind of dates back to what I was talking about earlier, where you have this really keen ability to just not only be there, but hat like know when the camera's got to be on and get the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, Like when you first started touring, did it take you a while to get used to the, like, you know, how do I best capture the behind the scenes stuff or the, you know, van stuff or just the lifestyle aspect of the tour?
2: I think the first tour was, I got a lot of candidates from that mainly because I was just so excited to be out on the road with my friends that I wanted to capture moments, not just for them, but also myself. Um, But I knew that stuff like that was important because as someone who grew up seeing what other people do on the road like I knew that candidates were always important for me to see when it came to like a band making you know posts um so they tend to be
0: like just as impactful I think these days if not more than honestly
2: even more so sometimes because you want to see the personality behind the band you don't want to just see them like oh they played another show cool like you want to see like what they do not at a show in a show setting um I always knew I wanted to feel like a friend in the room and not like paparazzi. Yeah. I didn't want to feel like I'm just constantly having my camera out just to, you know, like get evidence of like hanging out and, you know, be in your face about it. I wanted to just, like you said, I wanted to blend in and just be in the moment, but also have my camera there to get the authentic photos and not get like the pose, like, Hey, like I want to get just you guys laughing authentically, hanging out, being goofballs, you putting Bryce's hair over your head, (laughs) <laughs> and putting that <laughs> that personality on, <laughs> like.
0: What is up, Mother Tuckers? Do you want to work with your favorite artist looking for that epic feature so everyone will know how badass your band is? Well, go check out FeaturedX.com. We have an insane selection of singers, screamers, guitarists, bassists, drummers, graphic designers, and so much more. Do you want Ryan Kirby to sing or scream on your song? Maybe you want Austin Archie from Warner Shore to go all over your fucking song. Well, guess what? They can. Go now to FeaturedX.com. This week's Mid-Romash is dissolved by Orthodox. They have a new album out titled Learning to Dissolve on Century Media. This band is fucking Riff City. I love the vocal delivery because it feels really unique and refreshing and you can actually understand everything they're saying, which is fucking sick i really like it this was sarah's choice for the week and uh i'm really with it um i've talked about the side project that uh, one of the members has a dozen black roses a few times on the show um but just ton of great music coming out of these guys so check it out dissolve by orthodox here we go Oh, Jesus. Uh, he's actually he's going to be out with us for a couple days um, while John finishes another run, which is going to be awesome. I get to have a little Bryce time. Very That's scared. sick.
2: That um, was fun when he hopped on part of that tour.
0: Yeah, he's always so great to have around. Um, for everyone listening, we're talking about um, Bryce, who plays in Phineas, and also um, texts for us at times. Um, but... Um, yeah, that's that's gonna be great to be around him. His hair is beautiful and so long; it goes down to his butt. It's very mm-hmm. easy to put <laughs> over my head. Um, but yeah, you really have always had that ability to just snatch it while we're all being dumb. And um, and it it goes both ways. Where then, like we said, it's easy for someone to feel comfortable enough to get um, when there's someone there shooting that they that they like, you know. Right. Call a friend, you know. So I think that's why I always go back to such a good way to get your start is by being with friends. But the other hard part of that is not everybody has a current in their town, right? You know, and it is really hard to find a band that is starting to get tours and take off, but say. You are from, you know, a small town. There isn't occurrence in your town that doesn't stop you from being able to have good taste in up and coming bands. Like you could see, you know, I'm using a void as an example, um, but they already have their own content person for the same reason. But say in a void where it's like, okay, I'm from you know, in the, the Northwest, but I'm not from Seattle, but I see this band that's like starting to play these really cool punk shows and like, you know, going and playing skate shops and playing small venues and they're crushing it and they're really starting to get hot. I'm going to go offer my services to that band and see like, Yo, can I just be around when you got shows? Like let me know. I'd love to travel with you guys and get some stuff. I feel like once you build that connection at first and you show a band that's also eating shit like, "Hey, I'm willing to do it with you." Mm-hmm. That that creates that mindset and it's almost like an internship or like, you know, working for, you know, minimum wage at the beginning with other people just to like get the experience in the warehouse, you know. And Absolutely. I feel like sometimes people these days aren't willing to do that. They want to just like get right into being like, well, I want to be in a great tour and I want to get like good money. And I want to bro. Do you know how long it was before? Like we were getting like paid comfortably. Like it takes a long fucking time and a lot of hard work.
2: Yeah. You You have to work before you end a tour in the green and not just break even. You have to also like, you have to humble yourself sometimes. Like you can't just be like, I'm going to go out with this, like, mid-level DIY band who's already on these sick tours is like, you know, two or three of four, like you, you have to kind of do your homework essentially and look at those bands in your area and go to those local venues and see who's at the same level as you and who's grinding to get more shows and get on a tour and make that relationship with them and grow with them and show that you believe in them. And that you want them to believe in you too and just give each other a chance. And then that can form a really genuine friendship and it can help both of you. It'll benefit both of you.
0: You know, thinking back on the glamor kills era makes me think about Tom Falcone who's a photographer. I don't know if you know, but Tom started out, you know, shooting locally glamor kills era links Mm -hmm. up with mayday parade, shoots mayday parade for years becomes big Sean's photographer you know, like has done some really incredible artists and shoots. Um, and again, through, you know, right place, right time, but also hard work and just being down to get in the van and roll with people. Um, Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's really, really cool, man. Um, so when it comes to like the merchandise aspect of that kind of stuff, was it weird for you to, um, like, have, had you ever done retail or anything like that? Or? Yeah,
2: actually, I was a manager at Aerie for five years. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: <Yeah. laughs> that's cool. Hey, that's a helpful discount, though. I mean, honestly. Like, oh, yeah. You know,
2: that would be. I have um... so much stuff from there. But yeah, so that was the job that I got fresh out of high school. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was just shopping there and we like the girls that were ringing me out. We all started to, you know, chat and it was fun. And we, I was like, hey, are you guys hiring? You're cool. And they were like, yeah, sure. And I blinked and there was five years later. Um,
0: Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, how it happens.
2: I did love it. It was great. And it gave me a lot of experience and it helped uh, for sure with touring. Cause yeah, it, I was, um, the merchandise manager essentially. So I was the one that would like oversee like the floor sets. So I would be in the store from like close until like the sun came up the next day, like tearing down the walls moving tables, refolding, rehanging. Like when you walk into a store and it looks completely different, I was the one that would do that for Aerie.
0: No shit. With
2: a whole team of people. Yeah, we would do like overnights to do it. Um, That
0: sounds tough.
2: So it really, like touring is essentially just a mini store. You just build it for a day, tear it down. Yeah. Start all over. But yeah, that definitely helped me to be able to handle that.
0: And the appearance definitely does help with the sales. I would say when it comes to the touring aspect, like, you know, too many people, uh, they just like kind of slop their shit up there and it doesn't really look that good. And it's kind of hard to see like, well, is this the front or is this the back or like what's right. going on? Like, you know, do you have what sizes available? Oh, you didn't label any of it. I, I, you know, what's, you know, they make it harder for you to want to give them money
2: yeah and when and, i have multiple yeah. jobs on the road doing like photo video selling merch tming for currents also and then i like say like my drive shift is right after the show like i want shit to go fast and smooth so i need the presentation to be nice for people to know like this is the front this is the back we're out of excel we're out of this we're out of that like i want your experience to be calm but i also want it to be fast to get to the line because i have photos to edit at the table because that's my only time to edit like I have things to do. So like, I want to make it an easy experience for you without stressing either of us out.
0: Man, that is so much to do. That's crazy. Like think about that day. Like if you do have to do merch, do photos, edit and drive that night, that's like a 16 hour day. (laughs) That's psycho. But you always crush it. And that, you know, you're always in a good mood. It's nice. Um, Towards my happy place. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, I feel the same uh, in a sense. Like I definitely, for the first time, you know, yeah. thanks to aspects of um, the dark times, like I like being home more now than I ever did when I um, was younger. Not because I didn't have an awesome home. My my parents were the fucking shit. My house is awesome and my life was cool i um, very thankful for them. Definitely not like trying to sound like negative, but uh, I just always preferred being on the road. I felt more comfortable there. And uh, now I do love being home with Danielle. It's pretty sick. She's hot. She's my wife.
2: She's great. She's
0: cool. I'm a fan. Um, but yeah, like being back out now, there's like this tremendous joy and energy that comes with it. And this excitement of like, I don't know. It's like a love lost and found again. It's like, yeah, it's been pretty incredible. Um, and you have quite the year coming up for yourself. Um, so how exactly does it break down for you? What's next?
2: So next I have the miss may I tour with currents. Um, and then no,
0: no, no, we got to write that down. That's not announced yet. Yeah, it is that with them on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, that's announced.
2: <laughs> no, I was good. like, I didn't
0: know if I saw them on the flyer yet or not. Yeah, they, no. they
2: wanted to announce it in, like, um, a particular way. They wanted to go opener 204 and then currency. Yeah, they announced yeah. them, I would say, I think about a month ago.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. cool. That lineup is sick. Yeah, King of Giants it's crazy. And Landmarks on it is sick, and I think that's Landmarks' first U.S. tour, if I'm correct. Um, I don't know.
2: I think Island, it will
0: be. I but. think they
2: did, they did or are doing like a festival or something with Bring Me the Horizon. I feel like that's where I saw their name before, but I, I, I think I think that might be that band. But yeah. there's a lot of bands in my brain, so um, but yeah. So I have the Mismae tour with Currents, and then I am home for a little bit, and then we go to Australia end of October, and then it ends on the 30th. I don't know what we're gonna do for Halloween or my birthday, and then we're gonna be in Europe until end of November.
0: When's your birthday?
2: November 1st.
0: Oh, okay. That's sick.
2: Yeah. So we're probably at that point going to be in like Germany or something.
0: Yeah. So that'd be cool. You're going to have so much fun.
2: I'm very excited. The
0: tour it. is sick. We, it's uh, going to be a lot. We did it once in 2014 or 15. And uh, it's just so many people because of how many bands it is. So like the top two bands will be in one bus. And then the rest of you are in another bus. So it's like the top level of the double decker is like 20 something bunks. And then the bottom level of the bus is just like tables and lounge area and like refrigerator and bathroom and stuff. Um, No shower, but just like, you know, to pee. Um, But it's year around. It's like four bands in one
2: vehicle. That's crazy. So then, that would mean it would be like Suicide Silence after the burial, and then the other one would be like Currents, Invent, Splice, Spite. Boundaries, and I think Cabal is the other band.
0: Yes, Woo. ma'am. Oh man. Yeah, I think when we did it, the the opening band was on it. But yeah, that it'll that would be five bands. I wonder if they can squeeze them all in there. But they'll probably try. That Cabal Good. band is also very cool. I like yeah. them. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, they're heavy. They they bring the pain. Um, I like
2: that that's where I know basically everyone. So it'll be like, you get there, and I'm immediately like, cool, homie fest. Oh, yeah.
0: Mean, huh? yeah. Yeah, being with the Invent guys is going to rock, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I only know Baby J from Spite, but I really like their new music. That band is sick. Um, very good. I would like yeah. to play with them someday. They were,
2: they were really cool to see. I hopped on the rest of that tour that they did, that headliner. Right, right, right. That was sick. They were really good every night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They are an exceptionally good band. I will say it. Like from all the videos I see and stuff like that. And like Darius just.
2: Is the stage presence so, is crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's on that. Like mm-hmm. that, he's on that big boy shit when he's up there. It's sick.
2: The very, ooga-ooga. very
0: captivating. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, What did you call it? Ooga booga. Ooga booga. Um.
2: <laughs>
0: I like it. It makes me think about um Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, The, the, The guy with the uh, worms and stuff, the Oogie Boogie Man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, That's badass. Man, that's such a crazy year. Um,
2: Yeah, I started out the tour like the year thinking, like, this is going to be my busiest year, but I only had three tours booked. And I blink and I have more. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that definitely seems to be the case, especially when it comes to um, crew right now. And that's kind of why I wanted to do a few episodes about different aspects of crew for people is because since we've returned to touring, there's a huge shortage. Not as many media people. There's not as many techs. There's not as many drivers. There's not as many sound people. There's not as many tour managers. Like All of it has been cut in half at least and uh it's been very difficult um <laughs> I felt that building um it's been very difficult to find crew, and then you find yourself having to be like, "Do I really have to share john um oh. <laughs> No, I'll kill you. Um, Don't
1: but take I'm away not gonna,
0: me. I'm not going to kill anyone. I just love yeah. my John, you know, but, uh, and we're getting better at sharing, you know, I've definitely, I feel like I'm getting better at it. It's hard, but I'm doing it. Um, but I want to encourage more people to get into this world and to do things because a lot of people love concerts and they love going to shows and they want to be in the music industry But they don't necessarily want to be in a band or know how to be in a band or can play an instrument or can sing. And they don't necessarily want to be a fucking suit or an A&R or somebody that's in that aspect. But they want to be on the road. They want to be hands on. They want to be here. And I think that doing interviews like this are super helpful for people like that to get like a literal, hey, this is how I found myself touring and getting into the music industry and that may actually work for you you yeah. know and, and sometimes it's easier than just reading it or having somebody see a facebook status or a twitter post being like no you just like go talk to a fucking band and be like hey can i like fucking take fi- pictures of you and come on tour with you and then all of a sudden <laughs> boom i'm on tour like it sounds more magical and simple than it is but at the same time it can be kind of that simple. Yeah. Um, and that's he, why people have to take a chance on themselves. Kind absolutely. Of my, like, you know
2: Yeah. Shoot your shot, literally. Even if you want like to get started, if you think that you don't necessarily want to be like, you know, in a band if you don't have like any, you know, musical talent, go to a local venue in your area, see if they need someone to learn lights or learn sound. If you want to do something like that, maybe get into that, dip your toes and see if you like it. And then all those tours that roll through, you can talk to the openers, talk to the lower bands that are on the tour and be like, Hey, I'm going to be your lights for tonight. I'm going to be your sound for tonight. Here's my information. Like, you know, if you like what you, you know, get from me, maybe keep me in mind. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in that. Like. Just put your name out there and be likable and be, you know, show that you work hard and you want it.
0: Yeah. That was one I forgot to mention too is LDs lighting designers which is also massive shortage right now
2: i and, even thought um, like of maybe doing that at a venue like at the web store i was like maybe i should just learn lights but i'm kind yeah of or, or do
0: it for <laughs> fucking squeak you know like i mean there's uh, like squeak lights is a company that a lot of people order their lights through and have their designs made by and i know for a fact that like they could use more people and um it's we're all sharing Dave Summers. Uh-
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and, you, <Yeah>. know,
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like pretty crazy to see, like, you know, when you're great, you're just so desired and uh, um, sought after all the time. And it's actually a really great career and really great, well paying job. Um, so it's another fun thing for people to look into. Um,
2: yeah, there's but. so much that comes into touring that you don't think at first. Like once you get more involved in the industry, you can see there's so many jobs that can put you on you the You should
0: do lights when you're home. You should call Justin or some shit and just go in and do it.
2: I I was definitely considering it. I'll be
0: uh, fine. it.
2: is like one of the main guys who works at Webster. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what
0: Justin was saying that he kind of like is the, uh, I forget what the term is, but runs, runs that bitch. He's the heart of the place now. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank God. I wonder wonder what it's like when he goes on tour, it's gotta be hard for them.
2: He, uh, he's constantly working on his laptop doing stuff. Oh yeah. So even though he's not physically there, he's, he's still working constantly damn he's a very hard worker
0: what a kind person i love that guy he's always and it's that's damn that's such another great example of like literally someone who is just doing load-ins and stuff and is now running the venue you Mm -hmm. know yeah but that's like hard work is it and Her
2: consistency, it's just, yeah, so important.
0: you know, people fall off like they're, they think they're too good at some shit and then they just, you know, stop putting in the effort or, you know, they don't put in enough effort to get really good. And it's a combo of the two. You have to be like focused on the goal and you can't stop until you get there. And with that, you're going to have to try a few things. Absolutely. And you know, there is this, inability at times for people to want to like we said shoot your shot or take that chance on yourself but man if you never you know make friends or like ask people or even you know a lot of it can start with going to the merch table for that opening band just be like hey you guys were great you guys were really cool man mm-hmm. you never know yeah. where oh. the conversation is gonna lead
1: that's you know? another
2: thing too yeah because a lot of the times the opening bands sell their own merch it's It's rare, They're they right there. See. Yeah. yeah. so hey, if you're listening to this and you want a tour, maybe dip your toes in that way. Go to a show, see if the opening band is the one selling their own merch, And that typically is the case from what I've seen and be like, Hey, do you guys want help? Is there anything that I could do with not that much experience? Like selling merch? like it's a lot. Don't get me wrong. It is yeah. hard fucking work. But, to the capacity that you're selling for an opener versus like headliner or direct support. It's a good starting point to do merch for an opening band. Like ask them, it doesn't hurt to ask all you're going to get is a no. And then on to the next band, like that's it.
0: I feel like the dreamer in my head is like, you go to a show, you see this opener, you go to the merch table, talk to them and you show them your Instagram with like the cool shit you've done. And you're like, can I just come? you want me to come with you now and you go pack your bag and you leave and you just do it. Cause like life should be romantic. Life should be fun and full of dreams and this like taking chances on yourself to, you know, be able to find yourself doing these things that you thought were nearly impossible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that focusing on that aspect of it and having that be, the pitch rather than just like, well, everything is fucking terrible and hard and life is pain and maybe yeah. you'll get there, motherfucker. No, it no. can't happen. It will happen.
2: Because then you're just manifesting negativity you know? and you're not going to actually yeah. get anything out of that. You have yeah. to believe in yourself first. You're you you're your own worst enemy and if you keep telling yourself I'll do it this time, I'll do it that time, like you keep making excuses and push it off, it's never going to happen. You're going to blink and it's going to be 10 years from now and you're going to be like, well, shit. I should have done that. I should have asked them
0: and we've seen that for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, mean, I, love, I, yeah. I almost gave up. <laughs> yeah, I think
2: I fought for what? Seven years before I got my first tour offer. I was so, I became at one point, I was a little embarrassed of myself. Cause I was like, I'm not getting asked to go on a tour. Like what's going on, but I'm trying really hard, but I'm glad that I didn't give up. I'm glad that I kept fighting. Cause when Brian asked me to go on that tour with them, I literally started crying in a bar. <laughs> Aww. we went to like after work he was like yeah let's go across the street and um i was like what's up he was like uh do you want to go on tour with us and i was like finally <laughs> like it's happening that's it's, so cool it, it made all the fighting worth it it made every shot show that i did for free drove an hour and a half to and from like it made it all worth it
0: and that's kind of your way of you know, selling tickets or doing, you know, I saw this comment about quote unquote pay to play yesterday that I commented back uh, on and made me reflect on how I viewed my opportunities growing up, which, you know, I did sell tickets. I was friends uh, with the promoter and, and I got really good shows, which was helpful. But when I sold tickets, I always, Felt like if I didn't do it, like we wouldn't get to play and we wouldn't have a good show and things Mm -hmm. wouldn't work out. Like you always, it would work out and it'd be fine. But I was so excited for the opportunity that, you know, I didn't mind having to, you know, try to hustle something, but I also like sales. It's something that I think is fun. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's always two ways of looking at something. You can look at it as, It's pay to play. Why the fuck should I have to, you know, sell 50 tickets to play the show? I should get to play. Well, the opening band on that metalcore package that you're going to see a Miss May I show, say your landmarks, they're getting paid something between, we'll say, $150 to $350 to probably open that show. Okay. It's their first time in the United States. They're coming from Europe. They have to pay for visas, flights, and just their shit to get over here, if not renting all their fucking gear, plus renting a van, renting a trailer, having a driver, a merch guy that helps you. Paying your management and your booking agent. Okay, so you're cool. selling
2: now we have 50 feed tickets too. to
0: open that. Yeah, right. And you have to feed yourself. Now you are that band opening, you know, the Miss May I Show when it comes through your town. You sold 50 tickets to bring those 50 people that maybe will buy merch from you and these other bands. You brought 50 heads. That's awesome. You get 100 bucks back. So now you're making, you know, like maybe roughly half to 25% of what the opening band of the tour package is getting great sure it's not a lot this isn't fucking pop music there's not a shit ton of money going around and when we build these packages there's not a shit ton of money going to every single band mm-hmm. it does get better with time and it grows pretty quickly as long as you stay consistent yeah But I'm just giving people a realistic perspective on why you shouldn't call it necessarily pay to play when you're like, you're just feeding the community, man. Like it's not, don't, don't be negative. Right. So when you went out and you were able and willing to drive to those shows and to drive an hour and a half and go and do this shit that like, it probably got out of work one day and you were fucking burnt and you were tired and you were like, man, I don't want to do this, but you did it anyway those little bits of energy that you put into the universe did lead you back to getting a bigger opportunity. Yeah. And you know, I think that's a pretty fucking awesome thing, man. That's great. Thank it's you. been really cool to watch your journey, to be able Thank to share you. time with you on the road and to be able to like, see everything that goes on. Because as you know, we do not have a lot of women in music and at least, especially in our scene, and whether it be from the performance aspect or from working, you know, it's been really, really great to get to know you. I'm super Thank thankful you. for your time always. And like, you know, thanks for shooting shots of us over the years and like always letting us have it. And like, you've of gotten course. some of my favorite shit at times. So <laughs> it's great. Thank you.
2: It know? means a lot. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, Getting, you know, getting to know you over the years and the guys has been awesome and I appreciate you guys a lot. Of course. I, I cherish you
0: guys. Likewise, I mean, you guys and you like just you all as a whole, because you've you know, like I said, like I feel like you and currents and currents and you is just like one big like blur memory for me. And like even I've I've done tours with you where you're with Silent Planet or like doing other stuff, but I always think of you guys as like one unit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know. A unit. I don't,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love currents. They're probably my favorites. They're my baby
2: boys. I love them. (laughs) They are. They they believed in me. And I'm I'm very thankful for them. If I hadn't done the trilogy tour, I don't know if I would have done, done touring after the pandemic. I really don't know how my life would have played out. Like had I not been able to do the trilogy tour or say the trilogy tour was like a month and a half later than it was.
0: Yeah. Like didn't was, just was, have the last couple shows get fucked up or whatever. Right. Like we yeah. only
2: missed five days of that tour, but had we been in a position of every other band where the tour didn't even happen or we did one day and then it got you know canceled. I don't know if I would have just stayed at the brewery that I was working at and just been like, well, now I'm 27. Like, well, what's the point? Like, you know, I don't know, but I'm just so thankful that I started touring when I did.
0: Yeah. And it's such an interesting time crazy. in your life, man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I started touring, you know, at 25 myself. And uh, I think that is a really hard time for people to still like, you know, even that or like they say 30 is the new 20. And I kind of believe it, you know, but that's because I'm 33. Um People, like we said, you just got to take a shot on yourself. Whether the opportunity comes when you are 18 or when you're 50, if it's something that you love and something that you feel in your soul is necessary for you to have the life that which you desire and, like, really feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. just do it, man.
1: Absolutely. Stop being
0: such a bitch. Yeah. Bitch what a beautiful thing to end on though um, yeah. <laughs> yeah I uh, do you have any words of advice uh, apart from everything we talked about today or any little tidbits or anything you want to put out there uh, before I let you go today
2: I mean, I feel like we covered a lot but just to kind of summarize it be confident but don't be cocky believe in yourself um, be consistent if you want to do this for your life don't be scared and just shoot your shot
0: fuck yeah <laughs> and have fun
2: this is Have the most fun, fun don't thing Don't be to ever a do. lame
0: fucking herb ass weirdo dork motherfucker. And that you can be like a geek, just don't be a dork. You know <laughs> what, what,
2: what you're saying? Don't be the turd in the punch bowl.
0: Yeah, don't that fucking <laughs> facts.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. You know, yeah. I still think of the, the beautiful times of that tour, like Benny throwing his first disc of Can Jam right in through the fucking slot (laughs) like a fucking piece of shit um i love that band i still get ah. well no you said you're not gonna be on that one
2: no Yep. So yeah.
0: See, that makes me feel better though, because I'm more in, I'm, you know, selfish.
2: Dude, the FOMO is real. I like, uh, I, I, it I, is, I
0: saw that flyer yeah, and I immediately hit up Corey and was just like, man, they're doing another one together. Like what the fuck?
2: Man? Dude, that was me when they, when I, I, I said no to the North lane tortoise. Cause I was like, I want to do it so bad, but I need, I need a month to rest. Cause I knew that I was going to have a busy fall. But I was like, I, it's, it, it felt like swallowing lava saying no to that tour. But I was like, I know I need to get my mental and my physical health. Like I need to, you know, yeah. just rest for a little bit, but the FOMO was killing me. I was on the fit for a King tour. I was on the dark path tour and I still have memories of it and get sad. Cause I'm like, I want to relive it so bad. Like that was the most fun tour I've ever done in my entire life.
1: And yeah, same here. I,
0: uh, um, it was really like, it was an emotional experience for sure. And uh, I wouldn't have wanted to do it with anyone else. Um, we all had such a great time. That tour was amazing.
2: Oh, um, yeah. Spirit Week but. forever.
0: <sighs> Facts. Which also, <laughs> like, I, yeah, it's so cool. That's such a fun thing to add in where I saw, like, my friend Michelle, who, for people listening, that was another cool, um, like, merch-based episode um, that I did a while back. She was just on tour with Fleet Foxes. And for their last day of tour, they all did, um, like, a like dress the same and had like a uniform and stuff like that. Kind of like we did on spirit week and it was adorable.
1: Aww, they looked I love great.
0: That. Yeah. People
2: still don't believe that I put the beard on.
0: No, you looked fucking awesome. That's People sick. thought
2: it was a filter. I was like, no, I I literally put on a beard.
0: <laughs> I was a real pansy with in. the hair, though. Like I did that. I did one song with long hair in the hat and fucking oh, Dave Mira and fucking Chad Muska, dude. And it just it was too hot. I had oh, to yeah. take that shit off. Um,
2: but we, fucking, t- we, t- we take Spirit Week very seriously, you know.
0: So. Yeah, that's gonna live on forever, but. <laughs> All right, Sarah. This well, was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, yeah it was, this was
2: very fun. <laughs>
0: thanks so much for joining me today. And, uh, yeah, I hope you had a good time getting tucked. I did. <laughs> all right, Mother Tuckers, that was the show. Uh, shout out to Orthodox. Dissolve all fucking sick? Good choice on Sarah. And thank you to Sarah for joining me this week. Um, it's really nice of her to provide this wisdom and share it with everybody because there are a lot of people that are always asking like man how do i get on the road how do i you know find myself working for a band and you know here's some good stuff and to be honest a lot of it really just comes with personality too and, and sarah's been so kind and gracious to everyone over the years and it's great to see it fucking work out so can't wait till we cross paths again um next up is john yes my beautiful jonathan Recksteiner of our vice is my buddy. He's the guitar tech for Fit Intervals, four-year strong bunch of fucking bands. And um, since Sarah's not in a band, usually I start and end uh, the show with a song from the artist. I uh, decided today to play this demo I wrote um, a long time ago. Uh, it's not necessarily for off-road or for anything. Uh, maybe I'll put out some solo stuff someday. Um, but I think it's, I don't know. I just felt like it. I like it. And I I hope you guys like it. Um, I titled it bury me standing. So if I ever put out a, you know, self-titled thing, maybe I'll use that. But, uh, yeah, songs called blizzard. I hope you guys have a great week. Love you. And as always get talked motherfuckers.
2: like a blizzard in my mind
0: The teeth after the grind From the look on my face I just need a little
1: time
0: It's like a blizzard in my mind It's like a blizzard in my mind And you're melting all the ice And what I get from my rage Nothing more than wasted time It's like a blizzard in my mind. If I'm leading by example, I guess I'll never win. Cause I can go.